There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I don't know how long you've been ranting and raving about wanting to change the opening, but this, this, it, 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 listen, things need to happen, man. I know, I know we all love the zombie apocalypse question. I know we all get a big kick out of me losing my again and saying Dave smells like nougat. But it, look, find a replacement. Find a replacement. Find me going a Ted Gregory for Christ's sake. There's countless examples of me losing my mind, either laughing or yelling. There's examples of Dave losing his mind, of Andrew losing his mind. Hello, is that? Now here's your host, Ralph Malbrose. Oh, hello, people. Andrew, you wanted it. You got it. The new temporary Saints Happy Hour open. Um, Kevin's not why here. Do, why, do you, why, do you, why do you bleep out the cursing when we curse freely during the show? Well, I just I like to, I like to <laughs> add in sound effects. That's all. I just I, I was I was getting a little I was getting a little goofy with the sound effects. I had Homer and the door closing and the bomb going off, so I just added in some bleeps. Uh, so there we go. The, the the open is funnier because Kevin can't make it tonight. But before we start, I want to tell you about our great sponsor, our friends from Tixblix, the official ticket provider of the Armchair <laughs> Media Network. Unlike other ticket providers that sneak in extra fees and unexpected service charges. At Tix Blitz, the price you see is the price you pay. If you want to see your favorite player, get in his licks. Maybe that's Hakeem Nicks, Hakeem Hicks, HaHa Clinton Dix. Go to TixBlitz.com, enter the promo code armchair at checkout to receive 5% off your total ticket package. That's T-I-X-B-L-I-T-Z.com, promo code armchair, TixBlitz.com. Guaranteed seats, guaranteed emotions. <laughs> you Jesus had to, you you had to say tick splits four times in that commercial, and you fucked it up three times. <laughs> so I batted two fifty. You only got it right one time. <laughs> so I batted I bat I batted two fifty. Hey, that's yeah. over the Mendoza line. Yeah. Um. So uh, the new open. Tell us what you think about it on the Twitters and the social media at Facebook. Find us on the Twitters. Find us on the Facebooks. Uh, and remember to go to iTunes, rate, and review us. Uh, give us five stars. Subscribe and then unsubscribe and then rate us again. Uh, so what did you think of the new Open, guys? I worked a good 30 minutes on it. I'm, 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 is that long term or temporary? That's te- it's temporary, but I, the thing is, like, you guys were getting on me so aggressively, I felt like I had to have something, so I threw that one together. Right. Yeah, it's, I, I just, it, it, it's just nice to have something new. Yeah. It's at least this week and next week because my wife is is in Las Vegas. My so, wife. My wife. Um. So. My wife. So. That open is good. We're gonna have that for two weeks, unless like a, 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 a listener of the show 
wants to like go out on their own and cut their own open for us, we're, we'll gladly test it out. Maybe we can have a bracket of like the new open if people want to cut them and make them and do them. That'd be fine too. Um, what happened to our intern? We had an intern. Where we did, did have go? an intern. He he he's been busy. Um, I'll get in touch with the intern again. The intern was 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 he was nice. He did he did a couple of things for us. Uh, and of course David, uh, he does all our graphics, uh, and for the show which are amazing. Uh, so we we like it. Our our, our our interns and our fans do better work than what I've paid people to do. So it works out. Um, so I want to talk about, because Dave's here and me and Andrew did a, like a mini podcast that, by the way, you should subscribe. It's $7. You get podcast every day. It's like 10 minutes long. You should subscribe. It's awesome. Uh, I want to talk about Antonio Brown getting traded because that went crazy on the Facebook and Twitter. I was arguing with people all day Friday. Here is my theory, Dave, and you can blow it up if you don't like it. I think the Saints trading for Antonio Brown is like going on a seven-day cruise with a stripper. You're not marrying the stripper, so you're not committed to her like long-term, but like if you go on a cruise with her, once the cruise leaves the dock, you're with her for seven days, and it might be amazing, or she might be insane and <laughs> get you arrested while you're in port in like Puerto Rico or another stop. I'm for Antonio Brown because he's awesome and I love the circus and the circus is good for business as far as the podcast goes. It'll get us more listens, more jokes, more all of it. So I am pro Antonio Brown, but Andrew is not. I wanted your thoughts on Antonio Brown to the Saints. Well, so like, I mean, what are we thinking the Saints are going to give up? I think his markets, I think the only way the Saints would be in the Antonio Brown Sweepstakes is if his market collapses and it's like, like a third or a fourth round pick. What? Well, that's not happening. Did you see? Did you see him on Twitter? He answered questions for like thirty minutes and basically set his trade value on fucking fire. (laughs) What did he say? I didn't. He he was just ripping a game. Was ripping Tomlin and Ben Roethlisberger and like. Well, it was a tour. To, it was a tour de force on how to ruin your trade value. It really was. Uh, well, I, you know, next season. I mean, this is it. 2019. It's it's fucking win now, right? I mean, this is it. This is probably Breeze's last year. Uh, I, I mean, and, and if there's one piece that the Saints ha- have really been missing, I think noticeably missing last season is. You know, somebody opposite uh, Michael Thomas. Uh, I think Antonio, you know, he's, he's what, 31? How, how old is he? He's 31. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, he's not like he's young, but he's, he can still, he can still ball. He's still, he'd still, he would instantly be, I don't know, would he be ahead of Mike Thomas on the, on the Saints depth chart? Andrew? Would he be ahead of Mike Thomas? And but, but, but. Um, you 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 can continue to talk about this with Dave if you want. I <laughs> I've already said what I have to say about this. I'm not. Well, I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that because I'm not on your special. It's fine. Team. You don't and you don't have to listen to it, Dave. But let it let it just suffice to say. I am not entertaining these Ralph fantasies any longer. I'm not interested. I'm not interested in Antonio Brown. It's not happening. No thanks. 
pass. I'm not. No, I'm not. But I want. To, I want no, you to no, tell, stop it. Stop. I want you to tell the people. I want you to tell the people what you called and told me Friday on my phone. You called me and said you can say it on the podcast and you can do it on Twitter, but don't text me and call yeah. me with your Antonio Brown fantasies. I'm tired of it. Yeah. You like put the gauntlet down and then I sent you a gif of him dancing because I'm a horrible, <laughs> because I'm a horrible person. But look, here's the thing. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use indeed the better it gets and listeners of this show will get a 75 dollars sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com match just go to indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Like, the people want to talk about Antonio. I fought with people today about Antonio Brown, and I fought with them about Andres Pete. They did the, the second. We can talk about this, Andrew. You, you probably will want to talk about this. I got into my favorite fight of Saints fans Twitter genre of the Saints fans that trash the Saints player. Mm -hmm. And then at the same time are like, he's terrible. He sucks. Don't pay him $10 million, But, oh, by the way, we can flip him to San Francisco for a second-round pick. That's what, <laughs> that, that's what people were arguing with me about. That really is, that really is classic Saints delusional Twitter. Like, like this, guy, this guy sucks, so we should get a high draft pick for him. Yeah, like, yeah. he's terrible. Don't pay, him, don't pay him the $10 million that you owe him. Trade him to San Francisco for a second-round pick because they're desperate for a guard. Like That's my know, favorite know, genre of Saints he, Twitter. I know he sucks, but no one else is in on it, and everyone yeah. else thinks he's awesome. right? <laughs> but, Andrew, I want you to tell me your theory about Andres Pete on why the Saints may keep him and why they actually may pay him a substantial contract. Well, I can't even take credit for it. You had texted me uh, that Barnwell had made the prediction Five years, sixty-five million. I thought that yeah. was crazy. And and like when I when you told me that, I'm like, ah, I wish I had thought of that because we talked in our seven minutes of Saints, which if you donate seven dollars, you'll be able to listen to later this week. But we oh, talked about by, by, that. By the way, pro programming note, programming note. 
all the people that started donating at the beginning of football season uh, and had to donate at a certain level for a certain period of time to get the magnet, my wife shipped my wife. all the my, my wife my wife shipped all the magnets this week with a handwritten fucking note thanking you people. So if you don't get your magnet in the next seven to ten days and you think you deserve a magnet, DM us or email us and we'll get you the magnet. But if you got your magnet, it should be on the way. So continue, Andrew. So, um, you know, I was kind of mad at myself for not thinking of this because we talked about, you know, the possibility of cutting him and what that would do cap-wise. I mean, obviously it gives the Saints a ton of space if they cut Pete. And then, you know, it's that whole conundrum debate. But the one way you could avoid that big cap hit is, is to extend him. And, you know, the way I see it, Teron Armstead's on borrowed time. I mean, obviously I hope Armstead is a saint for the next five, six years. But when you look at how he's been banged up, I mean, I don't know that it's realistic to, to count on him for 2020, you know? So you look at Pete, to me, the question is, do the saints see Pete as a left tackle? And if the answer to that is yes, then you can have him playing left guard for another year or two while Armstead is still on the team and hopefully still healthy enough to play. But at some point, he's not going to be, and you're going to need a left tackle. And if you feel like Andres Pete can be that guy for you, then why not make his cap number lower this year to try to go all in, knowing that in the future you got to have somebody ready behind Armstead. So... It makes sense, man. I mean, he can play left guard until Armstead can't go anymore. But at some point, Armstead, to me, can't be a long-term strategy. Well, here's the thing, Dave. Armstead has never started 16 games. Armstead is as, as likely to start 16 games in 2019 as I am to pronounce tick splits correctly next week <laughs> when I read the ad. All four times. All for it. I mean, I would say, like, I would say there's a greater percentage chance of me getting the ad right phonetically than Armstead starting 16 games. So, would you be cool if the Saints, right before free agency starts, announced that hey, they signed Pete to a five-year, 65 million dollar contract? Uh, well, you know, like you said, there's there's three things in life you can count on: death, taxes, and Armstead not doing, not playing a full 16 game season. <laughs> That's uh, mean, Dave. That so is mean. We can fucking bank on Armstead only playing eight to ten games next season. Um, look, eight to, all, eight to ten really good games. It's it's fair. not out, it's not out of the realm of possibility that the Saints would 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 pay handsomely uh, just a, a guard, somebody that they viewed as only a guard. I mean, how, how much do they pay Knicks and Evans and, uh, you know, remember those Grubs. days? Yeah. Warford, I mean, yeah. Oh Warford, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so it's even if the, even, you know, Andrew make brings up a good point, you know, maybe they view him as a potential Armstead replacement on the left side, but, but all that aside, even if they didn't, even if they viewed him purely as a guard, I still could see them paying, paying him tons of money. I think, I, mean, I think I disagree with that, Dave, only in that I think, they really like Cameron Tom and Will Clapp, and I think they might have long-term solutions in one of those two guys. You know, one well, of think the they might do. work out. They think they do. So, like, I think the Saints, if, if they really only see Pete as a guard, my gut tells me they'd maybe be a little bit more willing to gamble 
because of how high his cap number is and say, you know what? I think Tom and Clap between the two, one of them, is going to be a pretty good guard for us. Um, so that's where I slightly disagree with that. I think now, now it's completely different if they think, no, Pete is our left tackle of the future. Because if they believe that, then, it, I mean, it's critical to keep him. Yeah, and the thing is with him, I think the one thing with Pete is, yeah, he had a bad year in 2018, but that dude broke his leg in a playoff game, and then he got nicked up, and then he broke his hand. Like, he he fought through a lot of injuries in 2018. Now, granted, he's injury-prone, but I think you can... Well, he's just so versatile he's... too. I mean, I mean, he can he can play left tackle. I mean, he's he's uh, that that's why I think he's worth he's potentially worth that amount of money, regardless of what position he plays. I mean, he's he's versatile. You know, he's, he's starting. He's, he's you know, he's starting four to six games minimum at left tackle. Well, let's ask the question: Do we believe that he can be the left tackle of the future for the Saints? I think you could do a lot worse. I agree. I, cer- I certainly think you could do a lot worse. I, agree. I feel I feel fairly comfortable with him at left tackle. Yeah, and remember this too. And if and if that was actually his position where he was playing it every week, he'd probably be even better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if he wasn't thrown into the fire and forced to play there after learning a different position all season because a guy got injured, he actually got to do that in training camp and all that. He'd be fine. And I want one point I want to bring up too is and this is not to say that that Pete isn't a good player and the offensive line isn't good because it was really good until it started getting banged up. But I think one thing the Saints need to focus on right now is Breeze is probably going to be gone after this year, and Breeze covers up a lot of flaws on your offensive line, Andrew. You talk about it a lot. Like He just processes information quickly, and he will – adjust to however the offensive line blocks and just get rid of the ball, right? So he just won't take hits. And whoever the Saints have at quarterback post-breeze ain't going to be as good at breeze as reading the defense and getting rid of it quick. So they're gonna, I think they're going to need better quality offensive linemen or as good. So they've really got to beat their, their evaluation of Pete of whatever he is. If he's just a guard or he can play left tackle, whatever, it's got to be on because they're going to need – really good linemen with Breeze because he's older and post-Breeze when they have a quarterback that wants to hold the ball a little bit longer and that sort of thing. Um, Is Bridgewater, yes or no, Ralph? Bridgewater, back with the Saints next year or no? Yes or no? I think yes. I think think the Flacco, I think the Flacco deal to Denver tilted it in the Saints' favor. And I think if Nick Foles – goes to Jacksonville, which I think is a likely scenario, where's Teddy Bridgewater going to go? Miami is rumored to be in full tank for Tua mode for 2020, so they're just going to, like, blow off 2019. So even though they may get rid of and What about Giants and Redskins? Well, the Giants, they're not going to move on from Eli. I think they're going to draft somebody. And if you're Teddy Bridgewater, Dave, you – Andrew, you can jump in this too. If you're Teddy Bridgewater, stay the fuck away from Washington, man. You've seen Robert Griffin and, and Alex Smith die on that field, FedEx. You don't. I don't want any part of Washington. Like if I was Teddy Bridgewater, I would just stay with the Saints and like make five. Dave, six Dave is is uh, Bridgewater? Yes or no? Back with the Saints next year? I say yes. What do you say, Andrew? You think? I, I think no. I think. 
You think no? I, I mean, I think that what, what 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 was the what was the reason that they brought him on board last season? I I think the I, I mean Sean Payton said the words get get him in the building. So in other words, I think they wanted to make an impression on him and. You know, I mean, he, he could go somewhere for a year, play pretty well, and then he could come back after Breeze is gone. I mean, it's not it's not out of the question that, you know. Well, I, but where, where do you think he's going to go then? Because he's not going to Denver. Trade him, trade, trade him, trade him to Pitts, Pittsburgh for Antonio Brown. I am, <laughs> I am nervous about – well, he's not a tradable asset because he's not under contract. But um, I, I would say – yeah, that's right. He's a free agent. I'm nervous about. I mean, I, I'm still curious to see what New York does with Eli. Um, I mean, it's possible they keep him and draft a guy, um, mm-hmm. but I, I still am worried about New York. I'm worried about Miami because the thing is, even if they're going to tank for Tua, it doesn't really stop them from saying we're going to tank with Teddy Bridgewater as our quarterback. So you know, they could sign him to a one-year deal, and you know, I mean. I, I don't know. I think I just think like if it's, Washington, it, Washington makes me nervous. Washington. Uh, God. You, if, I if mean you, Washington. Washington tried to get Flacco. No, they I did. will feel I will feel better if Denver cuts Keenan. Oh, I don't. Well, I don't know if they're going to do that or not. I would. But think I mean, you, I, think I, they, you think they would keep him to compete with uh, Flacco? No, wow. they're not gonna pay. They're not gonna. They're not gonna pay Flacco eighteen million and Keenum ten. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. You know, if Keenum gets cut, the Redskins will pounce on that. I think. I mean, Keenum would be a possibility for the Saints if Bridgewater would go somewhere else, and Keenum was still a free agent. If you wanted like a veteran security backup, I mean, my thing is though, like, if you're Bridgewater and you have. Your only options are go to Washington and start or come back to the Saints and be a backup, man. Do you really go to Washington? I mean, Washington is a fucking graveyard of quarterbacks, a dysfunctional organization. I mean, if the money is similar, are you really going to Washington? I mean, ugh, I don't. Well, I don't it would, the money wouldn't be similar, though. The Saints are not going to be able to pay him starters money. All right, Dave, so now we're done with the Saints talk because there's no other really things going on. Uh, let's talk about Mardi Gras. I feel like the Saints getting fucked in the NFC Championship has overtaken Mardi Gras completely, and I, every day I see a new throw of, like, fuck the refs, we got screwed, um, and they're magnificent. Are you seeing the same thing? And what you tell the people what you will be throwing at the parade that you're in. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I haven't. You know, we just had crew de vu on Saturday night, so and I didn't go to that one. Uh, so you know, we really haven't seen too many parades yet. I guess starting Thursday. I guess maybe Thursday, Friday. Um, <clears throat> we'll start seeing uptown parades. You know, it happens so late. Um, you know, as far as floats and are concerned, there would have had to have been some really late last minute adjustments uh, to throw the NFC Championship uh, stuff in there. But uh, yeah, me personally, I went and had um, 500 yellow bandanas printed and I just came up with like a, a little screwed, screwed at 
with like a blind referee. <laughs> and I, I took the I took the Rams logo and I changed it to refs. Um, you know, like it has that R that looks like it's the Rams logo, but it says refs. And I put that on his chest. Um, and uh, so I had a bunch of those printed. I had a bunch of friends that got in on that and that wanted some of those too. So I have a hundred for myself. And so I took a, I'm actually looking at them right now. They're all done. They're ready to go because I'm riding on Saturday night in Metairie. Uh, but I took like a, I went to Beads by the Dozen and got a bag of little rubber bouncy balls. And I went to Walgreens and got little rubber bands. And I just put the bouncy balls inside and then wrapped up with a rubber band. So it looks like a real flag. So I have a hundred of those that I'll be throwing. Uh, so anybody that's wearing Saints gear... Uh, or has some funny Saints-related sign out there uh, on Saturday night, uh, I'll definitely be hooking them up. Here's one interesting thing that I think is going to be fantastic, Andrew. I don't know. You know, during the Super Bowl, right, the Saints had their – New Orleans had their giant party where we were like, the the NFL fucked us. Tons of people went. It was great. People had a great time. It was lovely weather. And, Andrew, I don't even know if you remember, NFL beat writers – were freaking out about this. They were like, Saints fans need to get over it. They're petty, blah, blah, blah. And we're like, man, we're just having fun. Go fuck yourself. I think NFL, old NFL writers, they're going to have another seizure during Mardi Gras when they have all these throws like Dave did and it's a whole other story and like New Orleans goes full tilt, like fuck Goodell, fuck the NFL. Am I wrong to think that NFL writers are going to freak out again and, and go storm to social media to tell the world how awful they think Saints fans are and how we need to get over it? I, I think you're wrong because I mean, unless they really just don't get Mardi Gras. Which they really don't. There are people out there that really don't get Mardi Gras. I, I could I could see that, yeah. So, But, but I, I just think I think people would flame on them on Twitter so hard and like they would get it pretty quickly, you know? Like, I, I just think Mardi Gras is known for being tongue in cheek and it's already a carnival and it's all, it's always been about witty, funny floats and you know, whatever they, the whole point is to get creative and be tongue in cheek. So I, I think it'll get a pass. Like I, and I just don't think it'll have like, like the, the news cycle will have moved on, you know? I mean, I I won't put it past like Falcons fans on Twitter, but but it'll be a slow time of year, man. It'll be like there won't be. Oh, you got be college any... basketball, March Madness right around the corner. You got conference tournaments coming up. You got the NBA. Maybe I, don't I know. think I think it'll be a bigger story than you think. Maybe. Your so, baseball is about to start. You got hockey. By the way, the uh, the Atlanta AAF team blew a nine point lead this past week. <laughs> <laughs> that was my next. That was the next topic on my list. Did you? Did it? Did you? Did you guys watch the AAF this week? It kind of lost. Um, I did see a guy get carted off. Yeah, but I, I actually, I actually did watch a little. This was the first time I watched it because I didn't watch it last week. Um, so I did. I watched a little bit of it Saturday night and a little bit of it Sunday. Has um, Menenberger got some playing time yet? No, Jesus Christ! They still play Hackenberg, and he's fucking terrible. <laughs> Memphis, Memphis gagged up a giant lead. I watched that happen. Uh, that's like that's the team we're supposed to root for, right? Because aren't yeah. they like affiliated with the Saints? No, I'm well, the only ex- 
The only ex-Saints they have is uh, Colton Jumper. Remember that guy from training? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, Davis Tull. Remember the draft? Uh, yeah, I forget yeah, yeah. what team he's on, but Guachum got a sack. Remember Obum Guachum? Yeah. He was oh, a, nice. Uh, yeah. Sean Tavius Jones is on a team, too. My team is Orlando because they have Spurrier as coach. And Orlando came back and won in San Antonio. And they had like 30,000 people at the Alamo Dome. And Spurrier, in the greatest troll maybe ever, he was like, this is louder than when I played when I was in Florida. And we played in Tennessee. This is louder than, than, this is louder than Rocky Top. Like he t- purposely trolled Tennessee fans. At an AAF game. That is just. It did was see, fucking uh, amazing. Did you see Spurrier try to walk? Yeah. Man, that was brutal. He's I old. He may have had hip surgery or something, but like walking just looked. Yeah, he's. he's he, he looked like, yeah, it was. He's 74, dude. It's not a good no. look for the AAF. He's got, the dit- no. he's got that Ditka waddle where like he doesn't really walk. He just like. He, it's more like a waddle. I still love him, though. Dude, it was I'm awesome. Think- Belichick is like pushing seventy, and he's he's fine. Yeah, well, Belichick though didn't play quarterback in the NFL for ten years and get his brains kicked in like Spurrier did. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, uh, so I mean, I thought it was okay. You know, the quality of football is it's okay. Uh, okay. I yeah, I um. You know, I, I know that they're like trying to, you know, the whole point is to be a little bit different and, and a little bit more forward thinking, I guess. But um, I wasn't a fan of like all the different camera angles that they're using. I kind of I kind of wish that they would just kind of stick to the classic camera angle, uh, maybe with just a little bit of like a sky cam thing kind of mixed in. Um, I don't know they they kind of like move the camera around while the play is happening live which is i don't know weird to me i guess or something i'd have to get used to um but other than that it's just it's just kind of depressing with the stands being so empty and i don't i I think it makes you realize when you're watching an nfl game that they pump in the crowd noise you know in the background it's ambient noise and it's not something you really notice but when it's gone and it's not there uh, that's when you notice it, and so it's weird to watch these AAF games and not have that. It's ambient... like a pra- It's like watching a practice. Yeah, it's it's because... so it yeah. So that's that kind of that makes the whole viewing to me. Uh, and I'm a very audio visual. I don't know. Guy well, the Falcons were really worried about that too, which is why they piped in. <laughs> they pumped in artificial noise. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the thing is though, um, I'll watch it. Because uh, you could like hear so much. I mean, I guess the good thing is like you can kind of hear what all the shit that's happening on the field because there's no other noise to drown it out. Yeah, and they mic up the coaches and everything. I mean, it's 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 interesting, and like I'd be more interested in it if LSU college basketball wasn't really good. Uh, so LSU basketball makes me more interested in other things going on in college basketball. Like I've watched more college basketball this year than I probably have watched the last 10 years combined. Um, but I mean, the thing with AAF, LSU, I feel, LSU is just so fun, man. Oh my God. My, my, here, here it is. Um, so I can play it. My wife. She hates college basketball. And in the 10 years that we've been together and married, LSU's never been, been worth a damn really so i've never really watched it so she'll come home or like do stuff and come in the tv and she'll be like what the fuck is this basketball 
bullshit. Because she's just not used to But she watched the Pels, to... right? Yeah, but she's like, she doesn't mind NBA because she likes the Rockets, but she just like, she just detests anything that's not college football, that's college sports related, she detests. Like, uh, college baseball, college basketball, um, any, like, you know, just anything. She just detested. And she hates all women's sports, except for tennis. Any other women's sports, she detested. And she's like a night, she's like a 70 year old chauvinistic man. Whenever women's sports come on the TV, she just turns against it. It's quite hysterical. Uh, so now we're going to debut a new segment we're going to do, not every week, but every so often. Uh, I like to call it the off-season film study, where uh, one of us or, or multiple of us watch things on TV and we give reviews. Dave, I'm going to start with you. You watched uh, Big Brother, where Ricky Williams almost won, and former LSU track star Lolo Jones Announced to the world she's still a virgin and she's like 37. <laughs> uh, well, after her performance on Big Brother, she she may continue to be a virgin. Um, <laughs> she she kind of came off a little a little bitchy, I guess, or angry or whatever. I don't know. She was kind of psycho, but uh, but yeah, I, I meant to give yeah, an update. I'm, I'm sure I'm sure that will stop her from getting late. <laughs> I, um, uh, she, anyway, but <laughs> I meant to give an update last week. Um, I wanted to give my weekly Big Brother updates, but I forgot. Uh, last week, you know, Tom Green tried to backdoor Ricky for the second time. Uh, I know you guys, that sounds so just, dirty. I'm just really realizing does. right. I'm just realizing right now that if you don't watch Big Brother, that really probably doesn't sound very good. <laughs> well, plus I would uh, think Ricky Ricky Williams would kind of be cool with people backdooring him. Uh, so anyway, but but Ricky, he he's what uh, Big Brother fans would call a competition beast, and he likes to. He's very good at the competitions, uh, and so as long as you keep winning competitions, you can keep saving your butt. So anyway, uh, you know. The last episode or the last two episodes, you know, when it came down to it, it came down to the final four people. He won all the important competitions. Uh, he guaranteed himself a spot in the final two. He ended up uh, choosing he, – he had to make the decision who the two people he was going to evict were going to be. And I think that's when he evicted Lolo and maybe Candy Burris. I don't remember who the other person was. And so he left it – he left the final vote between him and Tamar Braxton. And uh, unfortunately for Ricky, uh, everybody, all the house guests that were voted out, they're the ones that decide, they're the ones that vote and decide who's going to be the ultimate winner. And every single one of them voted for Tamar Braxton and, and not one of them voted for Ricky. So he ended up losing. I think he only wins like 50 grand or something like that. But I, he, he was he was kind of a disappointing player as a Big Brother fan and a Saints fan. I, I wanted to see him like really get into into the game and that but he just he kind of was just sort of there he he really never really got into it that much didn't get into making an alliance uh you know any of that kind of stuff and it was just funny that you know they kept peppering in self-deprecating jokes for him to make uh about himself and and nfl drug tests and you know just 
being a pothead and all that kind of stuff. So it, it was funny. It was interesting. <laughs> so, Andrew, you watched something not on the light end of the fair. You watched the Ted Bundy mm. murder tapes yeah, on I wanna Netflix. Watch that. I want to watch that too. Yeah, it's only four episodes, so you know you can get through it pretty quick. Um, yeah, I think the how first long, three. How long is each episode? Uh, I think the first three are forty-five minutes, and the last one's an hour. Oh. Um, you know, so I mean, some of it's kind of, you know, it's it's in kind of chronological order, so it kind of goes through each thing. But yeah, man, that was uh, that was haunting. Um, you know, one thing that's just mind blowing watching it and. Uh, you and I said this on Twitter but like you know you realize that like in the 1970s all they had they they, you know stores didn't have cameras there were no cell phones um there wasn't much national news you know like news was mostly kept to regional stuff and like police stations didn't really talk across borders and so and you know like there there were only like rotary phones no computers so like it was very easy for him to do all these crazy. There wasn't DNA testing. So like he, he just got away with a ton of stuff. And then as the walls were closing in he and just leave. he just, moved. he would just go, he would go to a different state and just start all over. And it, it was just amazing how like, I mean, you could never get away with this today. You know I mean? I mean you, you could still get away with some of what he did, but like over time you would get caught, but like he just kept doing it. Cause it was just like, yeah, like, no one in a new state like really knew his face and he was like top 10 FBI most wanted but like when he moved from like Colorado to Florida like people in Florida just didn't really know about him didn't know what his face looked like so I mean it's just it's crazy to think about how like in the 70s the stuff you could get away with just based on a lack of technology and like now if you were if you were a guy like that um, you know, your face would be all over the national news. People would be looking out for you. You'd be recognized instantly, um, regardless of what state you were in. Um, but so anyway, yeah, I mean, it was, that guy was a total psychopath, but also like very smart and, 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 um, you know, it was, it was really freaky. You'd, it, was, you'd it was really hard. I watch it at night after my kids went to bed and then like, I would try to go to sleep after watching it, you know, and you're just like, no, dude, you can't watch that. No, I'm like, I like I never put like the alarm on in our house. <laughs> like every night after watching, I, I feel like Elizabeth, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, arm this. Uh... <laughs> so that's that's the first week of uh, off season film breakdown. We won't do it every week. We'll do it some weeks when we have time to fill. All right, before we get to, I know Dave just is gonna rip my. Uh, video promo to shreds. Before we get to that, I need to talk to you about uh, people always ask me for advice. Usually it's like, what teams to bet on this week? The truth is, I don't know what's gonna, who's going to win, and I don't think you do. But if you like to gamble, you need to check out mybookie.com. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people mybookie. Trust me, guys, they are the best place to bet. Join my bookie, use the promo code HAPPY25, and you get a match dollar for dollar for your deposit. Um, Once again, that's HAPPY25. When creating your account, you can get up to $1,000 in free play. You play, you win, you get paid. MyBookie.com, use the code HAPPY25. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, Dave, uh, I made a promo video to put on Patreon for people to donate, donate, you can donate $7 a month. You get 
free podcast every day, Seven Minutes of Saints. It's awesome. I did the video, and you critiqued filmed, filmed it. In, and... Filmed in vertical mode. <laughs> Unbelievable. Anything else that was terrible besides me clapping like a seal? That was pretty bad too. My <laughs> my wife, uh, my wife, my wife. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, we we need look. to talk about uh, the Saints. Uh, sorry, you, you keep going. Sorry. <laughs> well, I was gonna say since since his wife mentioned uh, the the clapping like a seal, I'll I'll throw that on the pile too. Um, <laughs> and then I also felt like. Like you should have samples of the of the freebie giveaways that you're talking about. You should have them there to show yeah. so people know what they're Drop getting. Them in the magnet and the shirt. I should yeah. have done that too. Yeah. We need to, we need to talk about all, all the Italian uh, coaches that the Saints hired on <laughs> yeah, the team. Right. Oh, yeah. Man, he's always, he's always so quick with that one. You know, there's, know. Never, there's never any delay with the Mario. That's <laughs> like button number one. He's probably got like a whole line of buttons in the Mario theme. That's the big red one right in the middle. <laughs> it actually is. It's the it's the one that's like right in my eye level. Dave, how how excited do you think Alex Sanzaloni is about these new coaching hires? Uh, we're gonna have to come up with like some mafia nickname for these guys or something like that. <laughs> I'm gonna need like uh, I'm gonna need to get some Goodfellas sound. We need a special team, or well, we need a new like Chris Reese or Gleason type guy that has an Italian last name now. We need like uh, Defincenza, Corleone, <laughs> you know, uh, Frankie Five Fingers. <laughs> Dave, you play any special teams? Mm, no. <laughs> So on, you can you can get in there and block a punt. <laughs> so that pretty much wraps up this episode for today. Wrap it uh, up. Wrap it up. But I do want to seriously remind people that me and Andrew are working really hard to do these seven minute episodes. We had uh, earlier this morning we did uh, Taysom Hill as his future with the Saints as a backup quarterback. Tomorrow we have Alex. Okafor, should the Saints re-sign him? Thursday, we have Ted Ginn. Uh, what's his future with the Saints? And then Friday, we have uh, should the Saints re-sign P.J. Williams? Plus, we have a patron spotlight with Isabel. She won the raffle for January because she donated $5. Her patron spotlight is fucking amazing. She was at Minnesota last year for the playoff game and at the NFC Championship game. Oh, oh my God. And Ouch. she gives she des- she describes it in great detail the horror and it's very very amusing uh, and she is fantastic. Usually the patron spotlight we try to go like seven to ten minutes. With her I went almost thirty and she did most of the talking. It's phenomenal. That's going to be on uh, Wednesday as well. So uh, check that out. Donate seven dollars, you I, get full access. Donate five, you can be in the raffle. Uh, it's amazing. So do it. I listen to this. What's I don't that? Want to have to pay. How can I listen to this? I don't want to have You to can pay listen to the patron spotlight uh and I could send you the uh episodes via email, I guess. Because because okay. uh Podbean and Pat- Patreon don't let you like don't let me set up like a free 
thing that I can just give away. A VI a VIP list. No, yeah. they don't let me do. Uh, they don't let you do VIP. But uh, so yeah, check it out, everybody. It's cool. And and like I said, the patron the the patron spotlight is going to be free for everybody on Wednesday. But they got a lot of cool stuff. We're working hard. Oh, and go to YouTube and check out my terrible video, Saints Happy Hour. Search us, find us. It's awesome. So for Dave, uh, for Kevin who wasn't here, and for Andrew, uh, until next week, the bar is closed.